Hello, fantasy football fans, and welcome to the Sweet Sweet Fantasy Football Podcast, episode number four. I'm your host, Ian Harris, and I'm joined with you today with my co-host, the ever-venerable Richard Piazetsky, back in the studio. Very happy to have him back. And the new commissioner of the Fantasy Football League, Michael C. Keene. And I'm your host, Michael Keene. So, guys, wow, big changes in the Fantasy Football League this week. Uh, A shakeup in the leadership. The former commissioner, Chris Horkins, has been deposed of power, ousted in in a moment of weakness. Keen is now the man. Keen, how does it feel to be on top? And uh, yeah, allow me to our new leader, Michael Keen. All hail Keen. First of all, (laughs) thank you for your support. Second of all, I'm very excited to be in this position. And third of all, it was not a deposition in any way. Chris quit the job. Abdicated. He he abdicated the throne, left the league without the strong leadership that it needs, Mm -hmm. and in that moment. Despite the great personal strains that it has placed upon me, I decided to take up the position. And I also say I'm very excited to be working with the new deputy commissioner of the league, Ian Harris. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Of course, I couldn't pass up on that opportunity. Uh, I think it needs to be said at this point that uh, you know Chris Horkins did... Uh, Beyond admirable job, an excellent job. This yeah, league let's give another, for the past four years, and yeah, it's like to Chris Horkins, yeah. the, you know, we'll yeah, always we remember you, Horkins. Um, and uh, and you had your day, and and it was glorious, but it's over now. So, Richard, mm-hmm. haven't seen you in a while, man. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you very much. Yeah, it's uh, been the, a busy few weeks, and. Uh, the start of the yeah. fantasy football season has been quite kind to you. It has been quite kind, but you know, uh, you know, you run into a few obstacles during the season. I've run into mine. You know, losing uh, losing great players. So, you know, we'll see how it unfolds. I'm a little nervous <laughs> going forward. No doubt about that. Richard uh, just lost Ga- Dalvin Cook this Sunday, the rookie running back for the Minnesota Vikings, who has been. Uh, let's just say a breakout, to say the least. Uh, one of the most promising young running backs in the NFL, it mm-hmm. seemed. Um, he's out for the rest of the season with a fully torn ACL, um, which I think one thing we learned this week was that it's not a good league to be a rookie running back who has legs. That's true. That's true. Great analysis, Keith. Thank you. Chris Carson also went down. Chris Carson. Chris Carson also went down. Yeah, and he's, you know, yeah, another guy who we were kind of, another rookie running back, I believe. No Dalvin Cook, to be fair. I think that was a much bigger hit to you, but. It, it, you know, for sure. I mean, we were kind of hoping to see what Chris Car- Carson could be, but nonetheless, at a very talented rookie running back in that class, it just seems like uh, it's dwindling down, you know? So, uh you know, it's a hit. There, there are some people on the waiver wire, but uh, you know, it's just hard to look at the waiver wire after. after like All right. Um, one thing I would like to mention is that Richard Sherman actually came out this week during the pressers following the Seahawks game to say that he feels that fantasy football has <laughs> desensitized people 
to uh, the stress that injury puts on players' lives. It's true. Chris Carson yeah. might never play another snap in his entire career. Dalvin Cook might yeah. never get another shot. Well, These are real people I would argue that injuries. we're all a little bit more sensitive to it uh, in these circumstances. I mean, have you ever cared so much about a player getting injured? Well, of course, because I'm a compassionate man. All right. I just, uh, you know, I, I seem to remember you going in a downward spiral for a week when, when David Johnson uh, hit the shelf. Well, he just he's just such a good guy. He's a great person. Sure. And when bad things happen to good people, it makes me sad. Does the call, fact that you're playing fantasy me, football call me a bleeding not make you heart. more compassionate to the fact that David Johnson got call injured? Call me a bleeding... No, no. David Johnson... Has, I've been a fan of David Johnson for long before I started playing fantasy football. I just think he's a great person all around. And I wish him the best of luck in his speedy recovery. No hard feelings, David Johnson. Thanks for the load of tripe, Keen. All right, guys, so I want you to take a look at the ranking so far uh, of the league, and maybe this is how you thought it would go. Maybe uh, there's a couple surprises here. I want to know, who do you think, uh, who do you think is the biggest surprise team so far in, the, in mm. this year? I mean, um, it, yeah, go, go for it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to be uh, too punny here, but uh, I feel like the results so far have been unreal. Real Unreal. Because the real Unreal team, uh, a.k.a. what? Forget that. The real Unreal team has just been dominating every opponent. That's doing right, unimaginably Mike. well. The only team to be 3-0 and right now is Simon Chernin's real Unreal mm -hmm. team. And who would have thunk it at the beginning of this season? Mm -hmm. He didn't even draft his team. Zach did. Ian, I'd like to say that that's entirely untrue. Simon drafted the majority of his players. Ian, you and your tribe, man. And you call Simon 3-0. Simon is sitting at 181 points right now. Zach's sitting at 162. Unless Terrell Pryor Sr. manages to nab Shan another 20 points this game, mm -hmm. he's at 4-0. You know, if we just look at his team real quick, I mean, A.J. Green, Hopkins, Tate, looking good. Great. DeAndre Hopkins has been a lot better than I thought he was going to be. Mm -hmm. You know, he had a terrible year last year. The quarterback situation, exactly. we didn't think really improved until yeah. Deshaun Watson comes yeah. out and starts throwing him 15 targets a game. Uh, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins now one, has one of the highest floors in the league mm -hmm. because he is guaranteed to pretty much see 10 targets a game. He was always a super skilled receiver, so I was dead wrong on DeAndre Hopkins in, in thinking that he was being overdrafted. Yeah, a quiet week for Tate. You know, he starts out in week one with 25 points. You're excited, then goes to four targets, four receptions for uh, you know six and a half PPR points. Week two, then he goes 18.8. Then he's back to sit back to six. So I thought Golden Golden Tate was a real Up and down sleeper. so far. A little bit more up and down than you'd like for a guy like that. But that being said, you're for your WR3. Like, that's amazing. Lamar Miller and Duke Johnson. Lamar you know, Miller had his biggest week of the season. Definitely. And then Duke Johnson as a, you know, a Cleveland. You know, is he the only guy in Cleveland you can use right now? Duke Johnson <laughs> has been such a pleasant surprise coming out of the black hole that is Cleveland fantasy relevant players. Mm -hmm. Uh as we know, Isaiah Crowell got drafted pretty high, probably a third-round pick in the draft. 
People were expecting him to be a bell cow back. Mm-hmm. He has been god awful, and we'll get to that a bit later when then, we talk about our biggest busts. But Kevin Duke Meredith Johnson Jr. Kenny has, Britt's been phoning it in half the games. It's just a terrible receiving core. All their guys are injured, and Kaiser. I mean, he's been a bit. He had a he had one good game, but he's been a bit of a letdown. So, you know, uh, Duke Johnson got to get the Browns. Run. They've won five games in the last three years. That's, what the hell? They're the Browns. Uh, and we're, yeah. Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams, is, I wanted to say. And then, yeah. yeah. Picks up Tyrell Williams. Huge game. Huge Breaks game for Tyrell. Well, I mean, Tyrell was great last year, but has a big breakout game in the season this year. His prospects going forward this year are now looking very good. Mm-hmm. I don't team think we might see the same kind of production out of him as we saw this week. Mm-hmm. Well, but sure, 115 a, yards and a touchdown. For a guy that uh, for a guy that Churn is playing in his flex spot, uh, certainly very strong. Yeah, one last little point here. Derek Carr goes down. You know the guy that was rounding out the super flex spot in Churn's team, and he does not have another quarterback on his bench. So this is going to be you know going forward. You know, a tough spot. Ooh, that and, being that, and said, a very shallow bench too. A very shallow like bench. The Raiders have put not in played that Adrian well. Peterson to take the spot of Derek Carr. Yeah. Uh, waiver wire darling two weeks ago, Rashard Higgins, who put up a total dud this week and is now welcome to Dumpsville. <laughs> yeah, I mean Higgins. I think there's still a little bit of mm. life for Higgins. I'm not throwing him out just yet. I want to see a little bit more, but yeah, it's not looking good. I mean. Do you think Ginn or Henry have any life in them? Henry's put up some 15-point games this year. I think Henry as a tight end has, uh, you know, maybe tight end streamer appeal. Mm-hmm. And in the long run, perhaps he could be a tight end one. But, I mean, he's not going to take your second flex position. He's no starter for sure. Especially well, when your in a first place flex position is making 23 points, you really have to worry. Keen, <laughs> like the, you can't suggest putting Hunter Henry in your second flex spot. That's a bunch of tripe. And I asked mm-hmm. you to cut that out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Alrighty, yeah, fellas, let's go to the draft, and we are going to discuss biggest busts. I would like each of you to look at players drafted in the top two rounds, and who do you think is the biggest bust uh, taken within the top twenty-four picks? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm looking through. I'm going right ahead, and I'm looking at. I'm very worried about Jay Ajayi, some guy who actually dropped quite a bit in our uh, draft, but was, you know, being taken, uh, you know, around the, you know, one-two bend. And uh, he's been brutal. I mean, Miami was terrible this week, last week. They I mean, look awful. Against New Orleans. Shut out against New Orleans. Shut out against the worst defense in the entire league, one could say. What so, a mess in Miami. You know, he went 12 for 46. I mean... Right now, other, I'm not trusting yeah. any Miami players beyond Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker, and that is simply based on volume. I mean, Jay he's still, you know, what is he, a, a low-end RB2 at this point? Well, RB2 flex, yeah, you can't trust him for more than that. I mean, going back to last year, Ajayi had three huge games where he scored 200 yards, and beyond that, his yards per carry were actually... Quite unimpressive. I think about three and a half yards per carry if you take out those games where he averaged 200, where he got 200 yards. Mm-hmm. Keen? Yeah. Well, uh, I hope it's not a load of tripe, but I was going to go with Amari Cooper. 
not a lot of tripe at all. Thank you for mm -hmm. being uh, uh, useful. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so I would say the same thing. Amari Cooper, dear God, what is going on with that guy? Ugh. Two years ago, he led the league in drops. Last year, he fixed his problem. And this year, I think he already has seven drops. And the, the second most person has three. Uh, Amari Cooper has had a slew of disappointing games. Oh, I mean, he started uh, that, that first game against Tennessee and, you know, hit 17 PPR points. But since then, it went down seven. And then against Washington and Denver this past week, I mean, didn't even get three points. 1.6 points and 2.3 points the last two weeks for Amari Cooper. 2.9, yeah. And this is a guy who's being drafted as a wide receiver one, mm. not just in our league, but in most leagues. Mm. I mean... Top He's got this problem with the drops. Like, what do you think about that? Is this a, a skill thing, or what? What's happening with Amari Cooper? You know, you gotta hope that. Uh, and I, I guess is is uh, who's the Oakland quarterback? Derek Carr. Drops aren't the issue. I keep Derek telling Carr, you, right? is a great Derek defender. Carr. Yeah, is he the Oakland quarterback? He and is. Now he's out, and then who do you got behind him? Um, EJ Manuel, who didn't actually look that bad i mean, I mean you can't okay yeah yeah you're not you're you're definitely you know not you know he's not the worst i mean you you could have done a lot worse than ej Manu. it looked okay so it's not the it's not the biggest biggest hit for him but they're saying cars out for two days i mean ej Manuel has uh, been look, very far from in the consistent. last game on denver is an extremely strong defensive player drops were an issue for him I don't know if it's a skill problem or if it's a sink problem. Well, Amari Cooper had another drop ball in this last game, and he's, I think, more than double the next guy in drops. And drops has been a big problem in his career. Mm. It seems like, you know, maybe this is coming back from two years ago. I mean, he's definitely at this point dropping more balls than he's got. Anyway, guys, we got to move on. We're almost out of time here. I want to talk, looking forward to waiver wire pickups. And we had a couple injuries to rookie running backs this year. Uh, rookie running backs who looked like they were running away with the starting job. And I want you to know, to know who you would rather pick up. Mm. So in Minnesota, Dalvin Cook goes down, torn ACL, he's done for the year. In his replacement possibilities, you have Jarek McKinnon and Latavius Murray. Yeah. Richard, who do you prefer? Okay, well, I look at uh, Jarek McKinnon as a third down passing back. I mean, he's going to have a little PPR, a little bit of PPR appeal, but he's not the three down back that Dalvin Cook was. No chance. Doesn't really have that skill set. Now, Latavius Murray could get, you know, 15 touches a game. It's definitely possible, 15 to 20 touches. But he's just not that good. So, you know, probably more, you know, standard scoring appeal there. I would probably lean on taking Latavius Murray just because you know the potential is there and they've got a they've got a really good offensive line and you can you're kind of hoping that he's going to be you know a touchdown guy he's going to yeah. get the goal line carries right so I kind of lean towards Latavius Murray. That being said, I'm not thrilled about either guy. Like uh, to I I totally agree with you. Uh, the one big thing in favor of Latavius Murray is he's going to be the guy getting the goal line carries. So the touchdown potential is always much greater with Latavius Murray. And let's not kid ourselves, touchdowns is how we get points. 
Yeah. It's hard to win your week if your players aren't scoring touchdowns. Yeah, Latavius Murray for sure is the pick over. There's no 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 question for me. I mean, it's... all right in Seattle, Chris Carson goes down with a broken ankle. We don't know how long he's going to be out for, but you can mm-hmm. assume it's going to be a while. Mm-hmm. Now we got two guys possibly taking over his role in Eddie Lacy and Thomas Rawls. Keen. Who do you like between Lacey and Rawls? We do know it's actually going to be the rest of the season. Uh, he's out indefinitely. Well, there you go. And uh, Pete Carroll has already indicated that Rawls is going to get the work. I'd so, say go with Rawls, but I don't know if I want anything to do with that backfield. Interesting. Keen says it's a no-brainer with Thomas Rawls. Now, in the game last night after Carson went down, was Lacey not getting Lacey, most of the work? Yeah. And you know what? I'm actually doing a bit of a disservice here to what was his name who ended up getting yeah, all those carries. Or what, was his name? what was his name? <laughs> we McKissick. don't even know this guy's name. Yeah, his name McKissick. is McKissick. 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 Yeah. McKissick. McKissick yeah. All right, yeah, McKissick's Look, in the Yeah, run. McKissick like, was he... getting a lot of work. How <laughs> Lacey got that touchdown? Yeah, it was a really random game. never been a receiving back before. If you think he's going to get back those kinds of numbers, I would invite anyone in the league to bid 20% of their fab on him simply because it will hurt them and by extension benefit and me. Lacey is not. McKissick is yeah. never going to see that kind of action again. And Lacey is great. He'll get yeah. a lot of touches. But, like, do you want a guy getting 20 touches for 40 yards? Yeah. It's a, it's a tough one, too. Yeah. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us for the fourth episode of the Sweet Sweet Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Harris, with Michael Keane and Richard Piazetsky. Remember to reach out to us on Twitter. Peace out.